Hello world, this is Chloe Riley reporting live, uh, doing our off-the-shelf podcast from the floor of Expo East. I've got Mike Scabuzo uh, here with me from Numerator. Hi, Mike. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I, appreci- I appreciate the uh, the invite at what is our last Expo East. I, that is true. Can't wait to see what's to come next. Um, now, Mike, uh, you've got some really cool category reports on your LinkedIn. Love them. Very readable. If you haven't seen these, you should all go check them out in the audience there. Um, so Mike, I feel like one of the cool uh, ones you had was about functional beverages, kind of looking at the growth there, uh, and also energy drinks. So I know we've been watching this, but would love to dive in a little bit deeper and hear, you know, just kind of what do you see in there? Yeah, it's it's two very fascinating categories. And starting with energy drinks, which I would argue may have pioneered more of the functional beverage uh, growth that we've seen recently in terms of bringing consumers in, looking for more out of what they're drinking. And obviously this is in the form of caffeine, mostly for for energy drinks. But historically the category has been dominated by Red Bull and Monster. And, you know, they're between the two of them, about 75 or 80% of market share. Now that remaining 20% has shifted greatly over the last seven to 10 years uh, with a lot of new beverages coming in, specifically a a Celsius, a Bang Energy, which is now obviously acquired by uh, Monster with with, uh, bankruptcy there, um, as well as C4 and, and many others. And a lot of these brands that have come out are leaning more into cleaner ingredients, cleaner label, more targeted in their approach to consumers to offer something that Red Bull and Monster are. Um, So we've seen a lot of growth, not just from volume sales and households purchasing, but space in stores as well as new item launches. Interesting. So it seems like appropriately we're in natural products. The clean, the clean label is what the people want, evidently, or at least, you know, in their in their energy drinks, maybe that's an option people are looking for. Yep. Really interesting, really interesting. And what are we seeing in functional? What are we seeing in functional? What's what's hot there? I mean, almost everything is hot, hot and functional. Uh, starting with the most prolific in terms of uh, gut health, prebiotic, probiotic, and now postbiotic, um, which is uh, has been around for a while, but I think it's starting to come into the, the yeah. functional sidebar. Space. Sidebar: What is postbiotic? You know, <laughs> I I wish I was better schooled on it, but uh, I'm not even going to try to Probiotic, I guess, is what we yeah. can assume. It's naturally occurring in the body. Okay. Uh, it's always always present. Okay, okay. Sure. But uh, that category, in particular. It's one of the few categories that is growing households, trips, so the number of times consumers are going to buy, dollars, and units. What we've seen over really this year as a result of price increases from 2022 is volume is up for most manufacturers of brands, but units are far down, very much in, in decline. And as we start to cycle and lap those price increases from 2022 this year, we'll start to see that gap close and dollars won't be up as much and hopefully units start to stabilize. That is not the case for uh, uh, pre and probiotic sodas in particular. Uh, Incredible growth. And while it's a very young category, they are sourcing a lot of volume from carbonated soft drinks, kombucha, um, as you know, something that's cleaner, easier to understand, and 
unique flavors. Um, I think that's been probably the biggest point of differentiation over the last few years is most consumers would sacrifice taste for function. In prebiotic and probiotic sodas, the taste is there and you have the function. So I think that's why we're seeing so many consumers gravitate towards that brand or that uh, uh, category in particular and why we're seeing Olipop and Poppy and, and Good Culture really take off. Great, great. So that's a great one to keep an eye on. What about any other kind of subcategories in the functional? Like I'm, even th I'm thinking collagen, anything in that world uh, that's, that pops out or... You know, that's that's a good question. Co collagen is an interesting one because it, it has been around for a little while now. Brands are incorporating it more and more. Um, but I think it's it still comes down to the clean ingredients in, in the taste. Um, collagen, obviously a, a big one. Um, not so much the, the protein source in, in say, a soda or, or something like that. But, you know, lower, lower calories, lower sugar, um, definitely on, on the rise in, in those areas. And, of course, energy. I mean, uh, consumers want energy and, and, and people need energy it's a, in this busy world. So that's not going away anytime soon. Yeah, I'm very pro-energy. Let the record state. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you drink for, for energy? Oh, man. Um, decaf coffee? Oh, okay. Did I just say that? <laughs> you, you can. Out loud on the record forever? There's there's still some caffeine in there. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, the cap me and the caffeine, you know, we have a very delicate relationship <laughs> and we have to respect each other's boundaries. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, no, that's great. Um, I have tried the Olipop too and some of the functional. Yep. Um, and yeah, I think they're really interesting. I, I like them. It, it's, it's unique and I think with the competition that's come in, I hope it doesn't turn into a more commoditized category. They're very much, they very much play a premium role and they warrant that premium price given that they're meeting taste expectations and they're delivering functional benefits um, and consumers are willing to pay. So I hope that we don't see that category from a consumer perspective. If, if the, the prices go down, it might be a good thing. But we're talking emerging brands that are trying to make it and get by. So that price degradation isn't ideal, especially for startup brands. Okay, great to know. Mike, any other, uh, you know, any other trends, any other forward-looking trends that you've got an eye on that our listeners should be aware of and be thinking about? Yeah, I, th I think this is more of a macro take. Um, it's tough out there currently, and it's not just for consumers, it's for brands and it's for retailers and, and manufacturers. You think about this year where inflation has come down, but not at the rate that everyone thought it would. So that's still a factor. SNAP benefits ended in February of this year. Um, student loan repayment starts up next month. So consumers at large are already cash strapped uh, and taking on more debt now as they have to pay back uh, uh, debts and, and loans that are, that are out there. So. It's the interesting thing for food. While that those might be headwinds, you have to think about it from a opportunity lens where maybe the big CPG companies aren't going to innovate as much uh, or put as much focus there, which leaves opportunities for uh, younger brands to come in and, and take up shelf space. And it's what I love about food and beverage at large. People still need a me moment throughout whatever they're dealing with and they're willing to pay a premium if that product meets what they need and they will sacrifice in other areas of, of their, their life and their spending. 
So Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally what we're seeing lately with just these mixed baskets of, you know, here's the places where I'm cutting back and here's the places where I'm treating myself and it's all on the same shopping trip. Yeah. So it's a, totally in line with what we're seeing out there as well. It's the Parks and Rec treat yourself. <laughs> we consumers still want to do it. <laughs> I'm really glad that Parks and Rec made an appearance at the end of this podcast. Well, Mike, thanks so much for being here with us. We really appreciate you. Would love, be glad to have you back on at some point. Yeah, I would love that. Thanks so much, Chloe. Thank you. <laughs>